Just Being Honest, the JBH Podcast. Let's rock this. True food, full thought. Today's podcast is all about investing in our earth. How does the environment speak to you? What is the environment speaking to you? Our guest today is extremely, super, magnificently knowledgeable. She's guided me on many of my health practices, many of my personal health experiments and experiences. She has been a leader in advocating doing what is right for you. All right. She's a professional that is well beyond what you may think I'm going to be talking about. Nutrition. But it's more than that. Today we touch on the topics of sensitivities. You know what I'm talking about. Sensitivities. And about how supporting your farmer's markets is more than just going around and picking up a batch of basil or two. Our guest today... You're not going to want to miss this interview. Sally Berry, she's here to join us with Body Fuel. But beyond that, she's here to tell a bigger and better story. So tune in. We're going to rock this. But first, don't forget to grab your cup of tea, CBD Teas by Buddha Teas. That's our sponsor today. The huge benefits of CBD tea that you don't know about or may not know about reduces inflammation, helps alleviate pain, irritable bowel syndrome, treats nausea, gut issues, alleviates anxiety and stress, and may reduce depression. I personally love the turmeric ginger. I also love the mint. So grab yourself a box today. Hit me up. You can get a little discount from my website. So check it out at justbeinghonest.com. We'll talk to you soon. Grab your notebooks. We're diving in right now. Kiss, kiss. Hug, hug. Peace. Love. Let's go. Hi, guys. This is KB, your host of the Just Being Honest podcast. Yes, your health and lifestyle manifestation coach. I'm here with an amazing guest, Sally Berry of Body Fuel. Do y'all know what Body Fuel is? Well, I'll let Sally introduce herself to you a little bit more, but I want to kind of set the scene of where I am right now. I am in a tiny little cottage in Montecito, California. I came up here for a little retreat to get away from the hustle and the bustle of beautiful Los Angeles. We all know that it can, yeah, that size coming out, create a little stagnation. Let me just say in the body, it can create a little, you know, clenching, 
jaw grinding in your sleep action. And then I got up here. I'm coming up here to meet with Sally Berry and her amazing little cottage. And she's showing me around town. And I just, I relaxed. So I gotta set that scene for you guys. It's majestic. It is like a storybook out of the notebook. So without further ado, I want to introduce Sally Berry. She's not only a health professional and has, I mean, I can tell you so many stories and I'm sure I will, but she's also my mother um, and a big, big idol of mine. So um, without further ado, Sally, welcome to the JVH podcast. Well, thank you, Catherine. I'm really happy that I'm able to be here with you today and that we had such a fun weekend together. Oh. <laughs> um me too. I know we had some we had some crazy moments with the weather, but I think, you know, the best part about us and I know this sounds really dorky is that we kind of make our own sunshine wherever we go. You have to. You, you have, have to. to. You have to make lemonade out of lemons. Exactly. And you guys surely have a lot of lemons around here. Um, with beautiful, beautiful little vineyards and orchards. Um, but Sally, tell me more about, because you, you recently moved out here, and it's totally your cup of tea living out here. Cup um, of tea? Did you say tea? tea? Oh my gosh! Uh, if you guys didn't know, I'm a teaholic, and um, Sally and I are both enjoying a cup of tea right now, but Sally is a teaholic as well. So um, more, to, more to tell on that. But tea, yes, tea. So it's totally your cup of tea up here in Montecito. Um, you have joined this mecca environment of high vibrational health. I, I was mentioning to her when I came up here, I said, everyone looks so healthy. Their skin is so clear there. Oh, there's the train. There's the train. That's what I love about this area, guys. There's a train that like goes by. It's so it's so quaint. It's so beautiful. Um, anyways, so what I was telling Sally as we were at the farmer's market yesterday is everyone, the whites of their eyes, even the homeless bums, like literally the whites of their eyes are so crystal clear white. And, and, and you were telling me why that is, you know, the resources and the nutrients that they're getting from the soils here and the food here is so extremely dense with pure nutrition. Well, I really think nutrition comes from many places. Um, I think your environment has a lot to do with it. And that is one of the reasons I'm out here because this is an environment that speaks to me. Now everybody has a different environment that speaks to them. So somebody else's environment might be in New York or in Kansas or someplace at some completely different spot around the world. But this is the environment that speaks to me and I could tell that as soon as I came here. But um, there's more to nutrition than just the food that you eat and it's how you eat it, the community that you eat it in, the community of friends, where that food comes from. And what I feel that is really nice about this area is that we are lucky to have 
just the valley of where things are grown and so much of it comes directly from the farmers and I really think that makes a difference in many respects and so with that I think that really helps what you eat but when you're around family and friends that can make a difference too so how you eat that we're not in front of our computers just uh, mindlessly putting food down that we're not even tasting so I don't know if I answered your question no I love it but what I want to do is I want to briefly step back because I introduced yeah your salivary of body fuel but many of our listeners are newer um, and they they need to be familiar with your story of body fuel so tell us about body fuel okay it's target okay well technically my background my profession I'm a registered dietitian and I'm licensed and I'm also an environmental nutritionist and cool um, I've been in this long enough that I've really had a long journey in the field but one of the things as far as my aspect is I always wanted to do things differently than I was trained. I was trained with a deep pre-med biochemistry background and so I've always tried to go back to that biochemistry background but also as a dietitian nutritionist I was really deeply interested in how the food, the biochemistry of food happened and so just using the routine way of um, dealing with nutrition that I was trained was not working for me and so I started thinking about what I felt worked best and amazing enough it did for the people that I saw Uh, and so eventually I I thought well I don't want to follow the rules that I have to follow when I'm with somebody else so I went out and I branched out on my own and I started Body Fuel. Cool. And I will never look back. I just love it because I can figure out the systems and the methods that work for me, for my patients, and really work one-on-one with these lovely people that I see and really get the, it really gives me joy every time I can really see a difference in their lives. Cool, cool. Let me ask you further. So um, you you mentioned that you're an environmental nutritionist. Mm-hmm. Explain about that. Like, what's your forte on that? Well, that's, I don't know if that's a technical term or if there's anything that really, that there's a definition for it. But what I do feel is real important is that Food needs to come from a sustainable source, uh, that the food needs to come from good soil, and that it's good the way that the soil is developed is good, that the farmers and the producers are well taken care of, and anybody that is hired in the field is well taken care of that the food, the way we eat it, and how it's produced is also good for the earth, that we're not hurting our earth, uh, our globe, our environment, 
because I really feel that this is very important. And the whole picture together, I would call environmental nutrition. And the more I look at nutrition, the more I really feel that what and how we eat and that we, the whole plant can really give us the food that we need. I really feel that we have taken and micromanaged our food into pills, into nutrients mm -hmm. and vitamins and minerals. And a food gives us more than that. There is a lot more to food when you're eating the whole plant and also how it, it functions in your body. Yeah, and how it's broken down um, in that case um, where people are so much resorting to... I mean, I have people that come up to me all the time, you know, even in the swimming locker room saying, um, so so-and-so said I probably need a magnesium pill and da, da, da. I'm saying, well, let's step back, you know, like, what are you consuming first and foremost? And that's probably, mm -hmm. that's exactly what you ask your clients. And, you know, people ask me all the time, you know, like, what protein, uh, powder do you use? And I say, you know, I honestly, like right now, I'm not really heavily into having one every day, you know, like I honestly like to get my sources, as you say, from the earth, from mm -hmm. the plant, mm -hmm. from the source. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't need all this fortified junk because mm -hmm. um, I think you'll completely agree that mm -hmm. when you start to fortify, okay, folks, I'm just being honest here. You see like the the cereal, I'm gonna use cereal or, or a milk or whatever, or a milk substitute in the grocery store. Imagine this, you know, you see on the labels, um, fortified with vitamin D or, or more vitamin, uh, probiotic or whatever. They have that in cereals. So when you're starting to skew that and you're starting to add more of something in one way or the other, I mean, really folks like eat it from the source, get it from the plant, get it from the whatever, you know, no one's ever going to tell you in life like, Oh, whoa, 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 don't eat that apple. You know, like don't eat more fruits and vegetables. That's bad for you, mm -hmm. you know, but well, it you is, know I mean, you know, our world is very complicated and we do. It's get, gotten complicated. We have so many messages out there and we're bombarded with so many messages on food, food science, the right diet. Do we go vegan? Do we go paleo? Do we yes. gluten free, not gluten free, et cetera, et cetera. And when that all occurs, you know, what do you do? And so it does get rather confusing. Um, there are times when people need to have a particular plan of action. And there are particular times when someone may need a little bit of a boost in one nutrient or another. But... I think, as you mentioned, if you just bombard your body with one nutrient, they all work together. Yeah. And the whole food works together. So you start with the food and then you fine tune from there. Yeah. So let me ask you a question. So um, as I'm seeing, and maybe it's just becoming more apparent now that people are recognizing these or maybe recognizing how they're feeling or maybe because it's being more talked about or brought to the table, <laughs> no pun intended. Um, so 
this is what I'm thinking because nowadays we're pretty much eating marketing. We're eating marketing. We're eating pretty packages. You know, people are like, ooh, you know, this is beautiful. Like no one's going to be like, oh, I want that protein bar because it's, you know, the package is the color of brown and it looks like, you know, ooh, like bark, you know. No, we're eating the prettiness, right? The pretty packaging. We're eating the marketing and that's what marketers are out there doing. But now that it's becoming more apparent about food sensitivities, right? Mm -hmm. I want to know, gosh, I kind of lost my train of thought there with the whole marketing thing. But um, with us focusing on all these band-aids, I guess, all these crazy <sighs> lopsided confusing diet fads how like how do you deal with people that are coming up with more sensitivities because because people are like well i i think i feel funny eating gluten so i'm gonna stop or i you know i'm gonna be paleo because i i, I don't want grains you know mm -hmm. or or i'm i'm bodybuilding so i better eat more you know fish or chicken or whatever. And then there's sensitivities that occur. Um, can you explain sensitivities? Because I don't think a lot of our listeners under, really understand the whole science behind it. Well, you know, I have over the last probably five years or so have seen more and more patients that have come to me with food sensitivities or patients or people that have really a fairly clean diet, but they're still having issues of some sort. They're trying to eat fresh, they're trying to eat whole foods, they're trying to eat healthy, and they're still having problems. They may or may not have taken something out of their diet, such as gluten um, or grain, as you mentioned, but still having problems. So a lot of times they come to me when they're trying to get that next step. And a lot of times it may be food sensitivities or it may be something else. But I think it all comes down to your digestion mm. and your gastrointestinal system, and which I consider okay. a big tube. Okay, so we're getting graphic. So from your mouth to the very end. The very end mean your poo hole. Exactly. <laughs> It's a big tube, okay. and that tube, I really feel, is outside your body. And so Explain that. It's because your food goes in it, and you can eat healthy food, but it's not inside your body until it's absorbed, digested, broken down, and that's the reason you have your digestive tract. It's broken down, and then it's absorbed from inside the intestinal tract, into the blood and the lymph system of your body so it can get into the cells where it can do its work oh. okay so what happens in food sensitivities is for some reason in your digestive tract you have a disruption and your body will respond to food differently and with that disruption the food actually, your body will send out an immune response to that food 
And so then you may feel gut issues like bloatiness or gas and all those fun things. Yeah. Some people might react by having a rash or hives um, or even brain fog or anxiety. So food sensitivities can do that. It's not as easy that one food causes one food sensitivity. It's not as immediate as an allergy where you take a little Prick. crumb of something yeah. and all of a sudden you feel like your mouth closes up. That would be and probably an, an allergy. And you hear people have peanut allergies and other allergies and such. But a food sensitivity is more muted. It's more delayed. Sometimes it's an accumulative effect where you may have a certain pollen in the air a certain season and a certain food and a little bit of stress. Oh. So you put them all together or it may be um, quantitative where you eat a little bit of avocado, but then you eat more avocado the next day and the next day and the next day and finally you're spilled over your cup and you well, have a reaction. Of avocado? Of avocado. You can never have too much avocado. Well, <laughs> you know, and the, the interesting thing about food sensitivities is it isn't always the food that you would want it to be. I mean, you could have a sensitivity to celery. You could have a sensitivity, it doesn't, it's not always gluten. Uh, so it could be anything, but I think Figuring all that out is the next step. And also another thing is figuring out if your food is absorbed and the nutrients are absorbed. From the digestive tract, is your digestive tract compromised where things are not absorbing in, that you're not getting certain B vitamins, that they're not able to go into your body, mm -hmm. be absorbed into your body? So even though you may be taking a lot of a nutrient, does it actually get into where it needs to be? So these are the things that I try to help people figure out as a little detective and try to look at their history. And I start with what they eat and I start with their timeline of their history. And then if they have some testing, uh, such as your regular lab tests from your physician, I will look at those in a more nutritional perspective and just see if we can figure it out and just talking to the person. That, yeah. that really makes a difference. Really figuring them out. Look at their lifestyle. Look at their stressors. Yeah. And just, just putting it all together. Because all those are the factors it's not just one person or it's not just like you know like one thing it's it's your stress level it's your environment you live in um it's uh you know possibly the age or the time you are where you are in life mm -hmm. because you can have different sensitivities it can come in and out of your life mm -hmm. um now correct me if i'm wrong also sensitivities can happen if you have an over an abundance of too much of one product um like say you eat Thousands of pounds of almonds, um, you can create a sensitivity to that. Yes or no? Possibly. Possibly. So I'm, I'm always a maybe person. Okay. So let me so, ask you. So, okay. Did you want 
Oh, no, you keep going, and then okay. I'll ask my next question. Okay, so let's take the almonds, for instance. Somebody might be able to do a lot of almonds, never have any problems with it. But let's say that same person, for some reason, was compromised some way. Their digestive tract was compromised. They were compromised. And at that point, maybe the components of that almond actually, which would have stayed in the digestive tract, actually caused an immune response to your body just because of what happened at that particular time. So that compromised... Can you explain compromise? Well... Hmm. Like, um, is it mean like, um, like I want, I want my listeners to be able to kind of relate on this, like compromised as in, um, ad- abdominal stress, um, as in well, let's say you had trauma. Yeah. Maybe you had the flu. Okay. okay I'm just, okay. I'm just using that as an okay. example or you had the flu or a very stressful situation, something that caused just something to not cause cause your digestive tract to not to kind of have a little bit of a rebellion a, on absorbing a damage of some yeah. sort that would cause the wrong item to come in. Now I'm trying to keep this sort of simple. Yeah. But um, so again, it just as I so say, it's it a roadblock. It's a roadblock. Right. It just depends. It just depends on the the person. And yeah. what would happen is. That your body would have a response to that and try to fight back. And so then when it sees the almond again, it says, uh-huh. <laughs> no, no, here, no. Here it comes again. Let's let's get out our little army and, yeah. and cause her to have a little bloat or have uh, some. They, they, you have some different called cytokines and different chemical reactions that would cause a different action, reaction at different parts of the body. And I don't want to get too deep in it. Yeah. But, but our bodies are very complex. They're very amazing how they work. And I think the important thing is to just try to keep it simple and know that sometimes we need to give it a rest off that food. Um, perhaps once your body heals a little bit, then you can go back and revisit that food at a different time. Mm-hmm. And so that's all part of the whole process, plus trying to heal the body by getting the right foods, the right nutrients um, in your body so that your body is digesting properly, so your body is eliminating the correct um, waste products from your body. Yeah. And so everything is kind of working like a clean machine. Clean machine, yeah. Um, you know, it's funny because uh, we live in such an age that our our natural, and I'm going to use this this kind of wording. Our our body has a natural detoxing program, which is basically you eat your meal, you eat your food, and you release it. And our bodies are so, and it, it kind of like you clean, you kind of do that whole recycling looking spindle thing in and out, in and out, in and out. And our bodies are so, you know, kind of jammed up in the world that we live in. Um, and kind of what Sally talked about, you know, there's a lot of compromises going on. And um, so 
Sally has been working with many clients to get that back on track. Um, there are many different cases, but I do want to ask you a question before I get on to the next question because I'm like my head is just totally spinning. Um, um, so is there a difference like when we talk about sensitivities and most of our food, especially in America, I mean, many of us, I mean, raise your hand, guys out there, if you are a person that strictly eats off of your own land that you grew in your backyard or edible garden off of your roof or whatever, every single day, raise your hand. Crickets, right? Um, if we could all do that and we could all control our soil content, the water filtration, whatever, I'm sure we would be great. I mean, we still may have some sensitivities depending on what's going on in your life, but I want to know since most of our food is shipped in and we're eating food that's not even ripe to eat, you know, um, it's pre, so say, say an orange is coming from Chile or whatever, say an orange is coming from Chile, but they pick that orange before it's even ripe and ready to eat. You know, so I want to talk about in-season and out-of-season out foods. So if we eat more in-season foods, are we, do you think we'll have, like, that person could have less sensitivities in their life? I don't know if it's actually going to affect the sensitivities. Um, a couple of things. One of the things about transportation is we do get a little bit more variety, but truly, our ancestors had a lot more variety than we did because typically if you know most people they get or eat about the same 20 foods all the time yeah most people don't vary a lot in what they eat what you were mentioning about the soil the soil makes an absolute difference uh, how is uh, is that soil the one that has a variety of different minerals in it because it's been organically worked where you've got different uh, systems coming in to to feed the soil or is it the type of soil that's been worked with the same agricultural product over, over and over and over again over years where you're replacing uh, possibly three or four minerals back into that soil to fertilize it so what what is the soil it's grown in also from an environmental perspective where is the food coming from how far is it coming from so that would be an environmental but on the other hand that's giving people a little bit more variety of foods because if you live in northern climates you're not going to be in a growing environment that certain foods are available at certain times a year so you know, all that is real important. And then the other aspect is if that fruit is coming from a different country or even within America, how are the workers treated? Yeah. And so I think that's very important too. How much are they going to get back from the, the food? And that could be the farmer or even the, the person that's working on the farmland. So I think all those are very important. So let me let me kind of pop this out there because it's kind of a it's kind of a tangent, but I have to share it um, because I just as you are, I am a huge fan of farmers markets. Mm -hmm. Like 
like running around, love it. Um, but I also, it's taken me years and years and years to, I'm going to kind of put the scenario out there, plants, house plants, right? I hear it every day and I was one myself that says, I always kill the blah, blah, blah. You know, I always kill the blah, blah, blah. And you're like, I water it, I, I give it sunlight, I da, da, da. And orchids are a prime example. I always kill the orchid, but... What I found, someone told me, you've just got to love it. You've got to love it. you got to talk to it. Okay, so I did. And I saved an orchid. All the leaves were falling off. I snipped it back at the node. I have a new bud. I loved it, right? So it's about loving the land, too, and that's what the farmers do. So Sally and I went to the Montecito Farmer's Market yesterday. Actually, it was... Oh, Santa Barbara. Yeah. Excuse me. This. Oh, my gosh. Excuse me. The Santa Barbara Farmer's Market. If you guys are ever, you should make a trip up here. It is one of the most joyful experiences ever. There was this man, what was the, it was called, what was the stand called? Earth Trine. Earth Trine. So Earth Trine um, Farmer's Stand. Um, it was their farm. This man, he was so, I'm going to use the word groovy. He was groovy. He had dreadlocks. He had a... And tell me if you've ever seen this before. He had a garlic microphone. Like, it was a real garlic. But then he had the stems, too. The stems of the garlic. Like, how beautiful that. Literally just pulled it out of the garden. Um, but what I wanted to say about this is that farmer's markets open the door to so many more possibilities that you're not even exposed to in a modern-day grocery store or market. And I was talking to Sally about this. You know, I was walking around the farmer's market and I was actually thinking to myself, well, gosh, I've never, like, what is that green? You know, like, I don't think I've ever had that or ever seen it somewhere else. And that's the beauty of supporting, in what you said, community. And, and the, the variety. Yes, and the variety, natural variety, without saying, I just want to ship in the strawberries, you know? Um... But I do want to bring it back because we were talking about soil, and soil is very, very important. And many of you are probably thinking, I eat healthy. I eat healthy. You know, I don't know what's going on here. But guys, it's so important to know what questions to ask your farmers at the farmer's markets. Because yeah, an apple, an apple, an apple, an orange, an orange, an orange, a cauliflower, a cauliflower, a cauliflower, but... One's not the same as the other. So we're going to teach you how to ask those questions to your farmers about the integrity of the product. This is what I do because I got to do this. Um, Sally's looking at me like, oh my gosh, we're going, we're going deep. But we're talking about soil. Not one soil is the same as the other soil. They don't produce the same products. And one soil is not going to help your earth as the other. And that's what we're nearing upon. Actually, guys, it's April. We, or we're taping this on April, um, it's Earth Month, so we're talking about this appropriately, okay? So let's kind of boost up the ammo here. So about the soil and about not putting chemical fertilizer, conventional fertilizers into our earth, which go into our, um, our sewage, or our... Um, our plumbing systems, which go back into the ocean, which get absorbed into the air, um, which fall back down as rain, which go into our 
animals drinking water, which go into our drinking water. I mean, come on. You get me? So these are some questions you want to ask to know that the foods that you're eating that are grown in that soil are good for you. One of the things you can ask is uh, how, how it was planted. Is it organic? And a lot of these small farmers are not organic because it's very expensive to be certified organic. But you can ask, but they can tell you of how and how much chemicals that they put on. And most of them are very minimal as compared to some of the larger productive uh, farms that you would get in your uh, larger big volume grocery stores. So when you're going to a local farmer, you're helping that farmer and the money is going directly back to that farmer so you don't have the middleman, but you're also most likely getting a fresher, a better product, and even if it isn't organic, it probably has a lot less chemical exposure to it. And I think this is really important um, because you're really helping our economy. You're getting a better product. You're getting a fresher product. Therefore, you're going to have more nutrient value in it. And as Catherine said, you will also probably find all sorts of unusual little interesting vegetables or plants that you wouldn't have even thought of buying. And outside of that, you can just ask that farmer, well, how would you cook this? How would, how would yeah. you prepare that? And they will give you answers. And they, they love that. And so it's, again, it's community, it's involvement. What I like about farmer's markets is you're seeing them all over the country now. It's just not in the Central Coast where I live. It is all over and almost year round, even in northern climates. I just moved here from the Midwest in a colder climate and uh, their farmers markets are very active mm -hmm. and they have a lot of community uh, agriculture. I think it's really exciting that we're starting to live in the, this world where we're all becoming more involved. We're really kind of going back to really how important our food is. And the last thing I want to mention is um, it doesn't have to be difficult. It doesn't have to be complicated. It can be really easy to cook and prep this type of eating. Yeah, and that's kind of what I want to say because it does sound so complicated, but I am um, truly a lazy cook these days. Yeah. So it, if I can do it, you could do it. Yeah, um, I hear you, sister. I mean, I, I spend a lot of my time cooking these big meals for people, but in all honesty, I... I use simple ingredients, and then at the end of the day, like, I can still make myself a very simple gourmet. Like, if you guys look at my Instagram, you'll notice, and if you look at Sally's Instagram, you'll notice, you know, the things that she puts out there, you know, and I put out there, it's, it takes, what, 15 minutes? Mm -hmm. And it's well-rounded, and it's delicious, and it's satisfying. But I want to go back to the farmer's markets and tap on kind of what you said as asking questions. Always ask questions because they will tell you. But it's just 
asking them appropriately. So what I like to do is, you know, I say, are you organic? That's the first question. And obviously many of them cannot afford the certification, but they'll say no pesticides. Okay, great. But I say, what type of, you know, I, and then if they don't understand English, I say, um, do you spray? And if they say no, then I say, what type of fertilizer or soil do you use? And they'll say compost. And then if you want to go really far, you say, what do you feed your animals? And if they say corn, you say, okay, GMO, not, I mean, you can go days and days and days. But what you really want to find out is, do they spray? You know, what are, that, that type of thing. So um, again, those are some questions to ask to see if you're supporting an environmentally chic, I'm gonna call it an environmentally chic um, growing source. Another thing I wanna talk, which Sally reminded me of um, to ask or to talk about was farmer's markets. And she was saying that, you know, there are so many products that some people grow like what are some of the things we saw like like the like the garlic stalks a garlic stalk they're like well you can just probably chop it up and saute it like a scallion and I was like good and I chewed on one last night and it was delicious you know um another thing well and I saw and last week um a lot of times use the spice fenugreek uh-huh um which to me is this little orange crunchy thing that comes in a bottle and so the farmer's market, they actually had fenugreek, but it was a plant. Yeah. It was a green plant, and it had these beautiful white flowers on it. And so I bought some fenugreek. Yeah. So you never know what you're going to find. Yeah. And, and that's, that's the fun of it. And that's the beauty of the farmer's market because, because they're showing the beauty in um, agriculture, you know, and and people are going to buy stuff that they're not going to usually buy stuff that's healthier. Um, one more thing about farmer's market is what you said. And then we're going to wrap it up shortly. We're going to make this short and sweet. But, you know, they, the farmers will tell you how to prepare something if you ask them. Just be curious. But what I want to really point out there as, you know, we're trying to save our world earth month but we should really make it earth life is that your farmers your farmers are your educators they are the billboards that you should be listening to um you know your big box conglomerates these chains that are supporting probably things that are not doing so much good for your soil for your animals out there they're not educating you they're trying to step on your educators, right? So um, let's all be smart and listen to the farmers and support them. It's all about community, right? So, okay, Sally, we talked about sensitivities. We talked about environment um, and, you know, what is there anything else you want to add to out there? You know, if, if there's anything that you... you have on the tip of your tongue yeah um i could go on and on and so we may have to meet at another time oh you so, will be on yeah. again but um i do want to mention that 
I think the biggest thing is the hands-on practical application and um, prepping foods and having the foods and the right foods in the house at the right time so that you're grabbing for the right things and taking a little bit of time investment in not only having the foods in the house but also uh, knowing how to cook it and I think what you and I are working on that we've put on hold for several years is um, is our own little take on that, which is something that we're going to be doing Alicia. in the next year, and that is the our, uh, our own, own little um, story through food. Yeah. So and guys, that's to stay come, tuned. But stay I'm not going to say any more. <laughs> yeah. Um, and okay, are you ready? Because I have one more question to ask you. Uh oh. Uh oh. No, it's actually quite exciting. You'll probably get it asked many times. Okay, ready? What's your honest truth that has led you on a path to success in maintaining a healthy lifestyle? What's your honest truth? Do what feels right for you. Yeah. And um, be yourself. Be an honest soul and if you take care of yourself, that will help you and everybody around you. I love it. I love it. Putting that vibration out there. I love it. Well, I thank you so much. Um, I'm really grateful, A, that you're my mother and then you're such a strong resource for me. Such a strong woman, idol, entrepreneur. Uh, you've shown me so much and I'm so grateful that you're supportive of me and my endeavors and in this podcast too and just being on here and sharing some a little bit about your story. Well, you are a strong woman <laughs> yourself and um, I think we come from a family of strong <laughs> yes. women and we've talked about that before yeah but thank you for having me yeah and I want people to be able to find you and to reach out to your resources because Sally's a key in the success of your health she really is um, and I could be a direct testimonial if you have any questions please ask me um, I can be a direct testimonial I've done many tests um, and I've had many success stories um, so Sally, how can people find you and how can they reach out to you? So you want to share your website? Um, yeah, my website is simplybodyfuel.com. Yes. Okay. Um, or I believe, do you have a link, I think, also? Yes. I have a link to yours, I know. Okay, and, yes. Yeah. And she's on my resources page on justbeinghonest.com. She's on the resources page um, under services. So go there. And I will also be putting that in the show notes. So we'll have Sally's information on there, on her website, how to get in contact with her as well. Um, and if you have any questions, guys, we would love your support. If you can please subscribe to our JBH podcast, it's Just Being Honest podcast on Apple Podcasts. Give us some comments. Did you like this? What do you want to know? Um, Five-star review would be awesome. 
but any review would be great. Um, who else do you want to hear from? What do you want to hear about? And um, stay in touch. Again, so grateful for you all for being a fan and listening to our end. And Sally, again, thank you so much for being here. And we will have you back on again because we're going to have so many questions. I still always have more questions. Thank you. Thank yeah. you, Catherine. All right. Guys, this has been another crazy amazing episode of the Just Being Honest podcast. I'll talk to you soon. I hope you had a wonderful Wonderful weekend. Have a great week. Kiss, kiss. Hug, hug. Peace, love. Ciao.